Church, let's do this. Let's go to the Word of God this moment. The book of Romans, the 14th chapter, has a word for you and I this day. I want us to say these words responsibly, and then we'll move into a time of prayer. So if you would, please join me. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. Amen and amen. Church, allow me to offer a word of prayer for us this day. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, what an extraordinary day this is, Lord, an extraordinary day to be in your house, the house of the Lord, to worship, to recognize our mothers, to thank them, Lord, for the witness that they were, Lord, in our lives and continue to be in our lives. We're thankful, O oh God, for those moms that are here with us this day in the flesh, Lord. May we love on them, appreciate them, and tell them how much that we love them. Lord, for our mothers that have gone on to glory, to be, Lord, in your kingdom of heaven, we miss them, Lord, we yearn for them. We also offer a thanks unto them, Lord, for who they are, Lord, and for what they did for the lives that they blessed, O oh God. So for our mothers and for our church ladies who have mothers this day, we take this moment and say, thank you, Lord. For our seniors, O oh God, for this milestone of graduation, Lord, we're a thankful people. Lord, for this new beginning that they will pursue, Lord, for this next chapter in their life, we pray the Holy Spirit, Lord, upon them to anoint, Lord, their journey, to anoint, Lord, their going, and to let them know that their church family, Lord, their own family, loves them and cares for them and is praying them through their next journey in life. Oh, God, what a praise it is, Lord to lift up the name of Jesus Christ and to know, O oh God, that you are the giver, Lord, of salvation. What a blessing. We go with that good news, Lord, as we go to be a witness in this hurting world for all. Lord, and we go with a prayer that our Savior gave us, that is the Lord's Prayer. So church, if you would, please join me in this monumental prayer this day the Lord's Prayer. Please join me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Church, I am turning now to the book of Romans, the 14th chapter. There are two verses that I want to center our focus on this morning, the 12th and the 13th verse. So hear now these words from the Apostle Paul to the church at Rome. He says this, so then each of us shall give account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, 
but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. So church, as we look at our text this morning, I I want you to know this about uh, Paul and certainly who he was. He was uh, certainly uh, an individual, a believer that had uh, his own journey that transformed his life. He went from persecuting Christians to living his life for Jesus Christ. He was very much a teacher. He was very much a preacher. But also what we need to know about Paul, too, he was a troubleshooter, okay? He, he was someone who was a problem solver. And, and we see this uh, in this particular book of God's Word. Now, we know this. We know that Paul wrote most of the New Testament that we have today. He contributed greatly to it. This particular church, the church at Rome, it, it had uh, its own joys, it had its own concerns, it had its own controversies and, and conflicts, and we're going to look at that in just a moment. But before we get there, I want to offer this quote to you, okay? And I think it's a quote that can speak to every one of us uh, in our own unique way, but, but it's simply this, and I'm going to go back to the theme for a moment. Uh, it's about stumbling blocks and stepping stones. So here's the quote, and I'll, I'll just say it twice. The difference between stumbling blocks and stepping stones is how you use them. Okay? Let me say that again. Okay? The difference between stumbling blocks and stepping stones is how you use them. Amen? Amen? Now, if you think about it, that speaks a really powerful truth to the heart, if you allow it to. Now, uh, Paul, of course, was uh, writing to this church, and they did have their own conflicts, their own controversies. What was going on uh, in this particular church at Rome that was causing conflict and controversy had everything to do with the mechanics of religion. You see, Paul, one of his gifts was preaching and bringing into the faithful the Gentile community, okay? So as he was going into the part of the world, people that were non-Jewish people, okay, the Gentile people, he was preaching to them. He was giving them the Word of God. So quickly what he realized, okay, for these Gentile peoples, they had a certain way of living their lives. They had a certain rhythm about their day. For lack of a better word, many of these people, of course, who were not Christian before Paul came to them, were more or less heathen, okay? They were heathen people, okay, who were coming into the faith. So what quickly came up in a sense, was Paul saying, you've got to give up 
your idol worship, your worship of many gods, or what we would often refer to as heathen worship. So what, what he came up against very quickly was how people thought about sacrifice, okay? And specifically, there were some Christians who had issues with meat that was being sacrificed to idols, okay? Some said, no way, I'm not going to touch that. I am not going to have anything to do with that. That was a controversy in the church. That was one of the conflicts in the church. Another controversy or conflict that came up was the sacred holy days that people wanted to recognize, okay? So with this tension going on, here's what Paul's word was. He says, these mechanics of religion that may in fact have been an old part of your life, let that go because Jesus Christ makes you a new person. Take that out of your life. Make that, in fact, secondary in your life. What should always be primary, Paul says, is Jesus Christ, who should be the Lord of your life. So what he's trying to do is bring this conflicted body of Christ together, okay? He wants to encourage them. He wants to say, listen, there are many different things in life in general that we make mountains out of molehills, do we not? But he says that is secondary. As the body of Christ, what should be focal, the focal point always is that Jesus is Lord. So now that we know about some controversies, whether it was about idol worship or keeping holy days, listen to this text again, verse 12. And what I want to say about verse 12 is simply this. Paul had this really powerful way of always making the main thing the main thing because he knew that as human beings, we often chase rabbit trails, do we not? So listen to what Paul says, verse 12. He says, so then each of us shall give account of himself to God. How about that? Another word for account in the Greek is to answer, you see? He said, listen, this should always be primary in your life if you call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, that you will answer to God. In essence, he's saying, are you walking the walk and are you talking the talk? Do you seek more applause from man than you do applause and praise from God? You're going to have to give an account. And knowing that reality, okay, make sure that you're walking the walk and talking the talk. And he, he, he follows that by simply saying this, now that we know that every believer is going to have to give an account or answer to God for their lives, here's what he says, verse 13, therefore let us not judge one another anymore, that's a big one, but rather resolve this, come to a healthy conclusion, he says, but rather resolve this not to put, here it is, a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our own 
brother's way. Now, speaking of a stumbling block, here's what I found interesting, okay? Visualize this for a moment. The best roads in ancient Rome, you ready for this? Were the roads that were paved with rock, you see? That was the best means by which transportation of goods and soldiers could get from point A to point B. Roads that were paved with rock. Well, guess what? Anybody that has a rock garden or maybe a rock yard knows that those blocks, of course, can become loose. Those blocks, of course, can be tampered with and they can, in fact, move elsewhere. Well, get this. Paul, again, is beautifully saying, look, let me make a connection for you. The very roads that you are walking on, those rocky roads... Okay, those rocks in that road can in fact be a stumbling block. So if a rock has been moved, if a rock has been adjusted or out of place in any way, guess what happens, right? Your foot can get snagged in that rock and you will stumble and you will fall. You see, he's using something in the world to incorporate it in the church and say, stumbling blocks, you see, are real. Stumbling blocks, what do stumbling blocks do, church? Let me ask you. They trip you up, do they not? They trip you up, church. Stumbling blocks trip you up. Stumbling blocks can also, they can also divide you as well. Think about this. I, I, I was just kind of processing the negative effects of a stumbling block, okay? And I quote here, and I found, this, I found this to be very helpful. The stumbling blocks, for instance, of negativity, the stumbling blocks of entitlement, the stumbling blocks of criticism, the stumbling blocks of comparison, they all act as fuel, you see, that causes discouragement within one's life, within one's heart, within one's home, within one's relationship, with their spouse, with their children, in their particular vocation. All of these things and so many more, right, can act as stumbling blocks. And stumbling blocks, church, can trip you up. They can trip you up every time. Now, what I want to show to you, okay, is what the Word of God tells us about stumbling blocks. And what I want to do is go to the book of 1 John, another apostle here who faced many stumbling blocks in his own life. Here's what he says specifically, you see, about stumbling blocks. 1 John chapter 2, verse 10. Here's what he says. He who, get this, loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause then for him to stumble, you see. So, stumbling blocks trip us up. Stumbling blocks have a way of dividing us and causing disarray. What about the blessing, the blessing 
of a stepping stone. There's a big difference, you see, between stumbling blocks and stepping stones. What is the big difference? Well, it's in how we use them, right? It's in how we use a stumbling block and make it into a stepping stone. And John gives us the difference right here. He says, he who loves his brother. So church, if there is a stumbling block, okay, that has frustrated you, if there is a stumbling block that has overwhelmed you or weighed you down, how in the name of Christ can you turn then that stumbling block church into a stepping stone? John tells us, He who loves his brother abides then in the light. Not in the darkness, church, but in the light. And there is no cause for him to stumble. You see, church, stumbling blocks can trip us up. How in the name of Jesus Christ and his love can we then transform that stumbling block into a stepping stone. Let me just put that on your heart this morning. On this Mother's Day, carry that with you this day. Let me say one final thing about stumbling blocks and stepping stones. If stumbling blocks, church, can ultimately trip us up and frustrate us and overwhelm us and weigh us down, then a stepping stone will help you succeed. Did you hear that? Stumbling blocks trip you up. Stepping stones help you succeed. For those of you who have stepping stones in your yard, for instance, in your backyard, in your front yard, stepping stones lead you somewhere, do they not? They lead you from point A to point B. A stumbling block will just trip you up. But think about it for a moment. Your stepping stones will lead you, if they're in your yard, to the home, to the pool, to the lake, to the shed. They will always lead you somewhere. Think of a stepping stone as stones that will leave you that will lead you onward, church, onward to God. You see, onward to Jesus Christ, onward into the Word of God or the kingdom of God. You see, big difference between stumbling blocks and stepping stones. So as Christians, let us insert the Word of God if there is a stumbling block in your own life that you can't seem to get through or get over or get under. Go to the Word of God to this text. Pray about it. Pray yourself through it. How can the love of Jesus Christ, you see, transform that stumbling block into a stepping stone. And let me end with this. One stepping stone, you see, that will always lead us heavenward and onward to success is the word joy. Remember that. The word joy, J-O-Y. Who doesn't want joy in their life? If they don't, well, maybe they've got a stumbling block that they can't get over, under, 
or around. Who doesn't want joy in their life? Joy can guide you in the name of Christ's love, you see, onward, heavenward to the very presence of God. In this particular case, church, joy is an acronym, and I want you to remember this. Joy is an acronym this morning for Jesus, for others, and for you. And I want you to remember that. That's what a stepping stone is, you see. Joy that can lead you forward toward the fullest life that God wants you to have. A stepping stone will lead you to joy. Remember, Jesus, others, and you. So if you have, church, a stumbling block in your life, how can you transform that stumbling block into a stepping stone? Well, let me offer this, and let me speak to your heart. Let joy do that. Jesus, others, and you, and let the love of Jesus Christ always guide you onward. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, stumbling blocks. We all have stumbling blocks in life. Sometimes we create ourselves those stumbling blocks. Sometimes, oh God, those stumbling blocks happen because of others. Sometimes they happen just by mere circumstance, Lord. But we've all felt the sting of stumbling blocks, Lord. We've all felt the stress of stumbling blocks because they're there ultimately to trip us up. And Lord, if we've been there recently, we know how overwhelming it can be. That's why, oh God, we need to be reminded this day and every day, oh God, that a stumbling block in the name of Jesus Christ can be transformed into a stepping stone. It begins, oh God, by having joy, not just on our shoulder, on the outside, but in the heart, which is on the inside, joy of Jesus, of others, and of you. Lord, guide us in that way. Let each and every day be a stepping stone that leads to you. Let each and every Sunday be a stepping stone that leads to you. Let the Word of God and the power of prayer and other believers lifting us up always be stepping stones that lead to joy, that lead to you. Guide us, Lord. Direct us. Forgive us, Lord. And guide us through the power and the anointment of the Holy Spirit in all that we do, making you the main thing always. In Jesus we pray. Amen.